Hello, my name is Autumn, and I'm 16 and would like to talk to you about an article recently posted by Teen Vogue called What to Get a Friend Post-Abortion. And since I'm a teen, this was directed towards me and I would like to respond. The point of the article was to make the situation seem as lighthearted and nonchalant as possible in order to convince girls my age that abortion is no big deal. Well, we need to clarify one thing first. Abortion is a big deal, a very big deal. And to say it is not is simply feeding us a lie. Welcome to the Do Something Beautiful podcast. I am your host, Leah Darrow, and I share with you inspirational people who are truly doing something beautiful to make our world better. And we are inspired by the words of St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, do something beautiful for God. Do it with your life. Do it every day. Do it in your own way, but do it. Welcome to season three of the Do Something Beautiful podcast. Can't believe it. We've got two seasons underneath our belt, and here we are into season three. And to start off, to kick off this season, we are speaking with the youngest guest ever. She is 16 years old. Because of the nature of her work, we're only releasing her first name and no geographical information on her. We don't want her to get bombarded. Her name is Autumn. You might be familiar with her because... She has been quoted as Planned Parenthood's worst nightmare. She put together a video all on her own in response to an article from Teen Vogue regarding abortion. She's going to explain all of that in this first episode of season three. I'll let her tell that story. I can't wait for you to listen to this brave woman, this brave young woman who is standing up for life and really encouraging all of us to do the same She truly is doing something beautiful. Welcome back to the Do Something Beautiful podcast. This is season three. Can't believe it. Season three, episode one. Today, I am speaking with Miss Autumn. Autumn is a fantastically brave woman. She has been quoted as Planned Parenthood's worst nightmare. So how's that for a bio introduction? Autumn, thank you so much for coming on and being a part of the podcast. Yes, thank you so much for having me on here. Absolutely. I am really, really excited to talk to you. I was so hoping when I sent the email that I would have gotten a yes. So so thank you. Thank you for taking the time. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Okay, so right off the bat, let's just get down to some pretty fascinating facts about you. One, you are intensely, bravely Mm pro-life. You're 16 (laughs) years old. Yes. You're 16. Yes. <laughs> you're still like you're in the middle of taking finals and tests in high school. Mm-hmm. This is yep. crazy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I guess it's not all that crazy, but are people amazed at the role that you've kind of taken on? I mean, some of your videos that have been posted through the Students for Life of America and their website is studentsforlife.org, but they, they've gone viral. Yes. Yeah. It's been crazy. Just already juggling, you know, school, speech and debate, and then having this added on, it's been really amazing. And the opportunities that it has opened up is incredible. Um, But yeah, the support that I get from everyone, it's really amazing. Just all the, you know, my friends and relatives, it's been really amazing just seeing how far this video went, especially when we had, you know, no expectation for this. It was simply just a response. We got it out there. And then from there, it just spread like crazy. Right. And the video that we're talking about is the one that you directed in response to Teen Vogue, correct? Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> Teen Vogue, they put out the article and I saw this before you actually did the video and I just thought, Oh my gosh. And then before I knew it, you had a response and I was like, praise be to God, man. I am so happy that someone's out there talking about it. And so Teen Vogue, in case people aren't familiar with this, can you kind of explain the article that they put out and then, and then a little bit of, of why you decided to respond? Yeah. So the video or the article was called What to Get a Friend Post-Abortion. And so essentially what it was is just laying out, I think there was 10 gift ideas, essentially. It's like a gift um, guide. What to get a friend. Yeah, what to get a friend post-abortion. And so, yeah, they just listed out about 10 gifts that they thought would be appropriate. What happened is I just kind of was scrolling through Facebook and I saw it pop up. And I don't read Teen Vogue regularly. So just clicking <laughs> on it, I was just interested in and what, what they were talking about and why Teen Vogue was even addressing something like this. Because they are a fashion magazine. But just this year alone, I think they've had about 63 publications supporting or promoting abortion. Right. So I read the article and I just found it extremely not only disrespectful, but so hurtful and so wrong. The fact that they were discussing the abortion the way they were and the way that they were explaining it and how they talked about it. And so for a couple of days, I was just talking about it around my house and with friends. It was just, I was so upset about it. And so my mom, actually it was my sister-in-law, was like, you should just do a video. You should just do a response. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so um, from there, I just wrote a quick script. Um, and then the next morning, I recorded it and then sent it to Students for Life. And they shared it through their Facebook and YouTube. And then, yeah, it went way further than we had expected it to go. But yeah, I'm really, really happy with the way that it turned out because even writing the script, I think it was really just God handed me the words that he knew people needed to hear and the things that, you know, really needed to be shared. Because the way that Teen Vogue and so many other social media and different, like, just how they push abortion, and how they feed to young girls, it, it's okay. And it's all a normal procedure. And the way that they normalize abortion is, is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It is ter terrifying. And it's terrifying that they're trying to make us feel okay with killing another person. Yeah. 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 That's what's crazy because, you know, science is now coming out that, you know, life begins at conception. I think 20, 30 years ago, a lot of people still believe that, oh, it's just a couple of cells and it's not an actual child. But, you know, that argument no longer applies because we have scientific proof that it is a life. And so now to be pro-abortion is, you know, to state that I still think that the woman should have the right to kill their child. And it's just crazy how that, you know, those rights of that human have been completely overlooked because, you know, that's not what the woman wants or that's not what the mother wants. And so, right. yeah, it's crazy how, how strongly people are able to justify the death of a child. They have. And so you had this response that you put out there. Okay. So a couple of things really interest me. One that you weren't, you weren't working for or collaborating with Students for Life prior to this point. No. Now, you are familiar yeah. with them, correct? Yes. So we have a local Students for Life group. It's a pretty new group. So we just started it up, you know, about six months ago. And so we haven't done a ton with our group, but we're starting to grow, getting more students involved, doing more things. And so I was aware of what Students for Life was. So when we were trying to figure out how we would share the video, they came to mind and we contacted them and asked them if they'd like to share it. What I love about this, Autumn, is that you... You saw a problem, you chose to address it, which takes a lot of courage. I mean, 
that is like, I mean, it's got to be some type of, in my opinion, grace from God. I mean, just the bravery that you have to be able to say, listen, this is what I believe. And regardless of, you know, being 16 or the fact that this opinion might not be have a popular support, I'm going to put it out there. But I love the fact that you actually did it and you didn't wait for a group or you didn't wait to be asked. You didn't wait for someone else to be doing it first. You're like, you know, you have people who loved you and who support you and who suggested, hey, listen, maybe, maybe all this, uh, this groaning you're doing, this good groaning over this article that Teen Vogue put out, maybe you should put that to use and make this video. And then you just did it. And then you just put it out there. And I think, I mean, don't you think so often we just kind of want to be asked to join the party? Like we want to be asked to join the fight when sometimes Mm -hmm. we need to get out there and just kind of fight on our own a bit. Yeah. And that's why, I mean, this whole situation has been so, you know, God ordained because kind of looking back, it all just, it was so quick and it all just fell into place because the fact that, you know, I wrote, you know, like it was about a nine minute video. I wrote the script so quick. The next morning we were able to, somebody offered to video it for us and just everything kind of laid into place. And then Students for Life was willing to share it and then they shared it and then it just kept spreading and spreading. And so we just sat back and watched it all, all fall into place. And it was really amazing just, you know, how kind of just watching my voice being used as a way to share truth was really surreal just watching it all happen. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I mean, even I was looking at a couple of the different channels that your video is on and seeing mm-hmm. like over 300,000 views and, and over 200,000, you're just like, oh my gosh, it's going everywhere. Yeah. But then also, and I know it's a dangerous thing to do this and I don't suggest people to do it, but I was looking through some of the comments and I... Yeah actually was shocked to see how many positive comments there were. It was amazing. I was like, oh, and I was just so worried. I was like, this sweet, awesome girl, I don't want her to be like (laughs) torn down. And and granted, people are are still going to try and and they're still going to say hateful things. And I know that they have. Mm -hmm. But there is an intense amount, like a, a very large amount of positive comments of people saying, she's speaking for me. This is my generation. I'm the youth too. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, This is so beautiful how God is using you, as you said, and using your voice to speak for so many who believe the same thing and maybe just didn't have the opportunity or the video equipment or the thought to respond. (laughs) And so what you're doing is really speaking for for people all over the country. Yeah, I think one of the most amazing things is that I hope that it encourages other people my age to speak up, you know, to see somebody your age as, you know, your peer watching somebody your age do something as an encouragement to know that, you know, age has nothing to do with, you know, the influence that you have. And if you're able to take a stance and if you're able to discuss things that you're passionate about, you know, God is going to use that for his glory. And so it was just amazing watching that happen. And I did read some of the comments, actually, not too many, but it was was really cool watching, (laughs) you know, just seeing the encouragement. It took a lot to stay out of the comment section, actually. It could be a scary place. Let me just tell you something. Look, not that you're asking, but, you know, from one girl who's been in the limelight in some ways with being on America's Next Top Model and the comments that (laughs) came from there, let me be your big sister and tell you, stay away from the comments for the most part. Because, Uh I mean, sadly, like, the devil works in those details. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, it can bring you down and make you doubt even when you know you're right. Like, we mm-hmm. know that defending life is right. Yeah. How could it not yeah. be right? It's yeah. life, right? Yeah. So 
but you know, those, uh, but I am happy. I was, and I mm-hmm. was, I was a little surprised to see how many positive comments there were. So I hope that that does encourage you a bit yeah. in what mm. you're doing. I mean, are, now do you have plans to kind of keep this up? Yeah. So I'm hoping so this summer I'll be working a lot with Students for Life to be kind of a spokeswoman for, for them, a young, you know, student. And so I'll be going to, you know, a couple of local things and talking and then a couple just different national music festivals, things like that, and just being able to speak up as well as just to continue to be involved in our local Students for Life group. So, yeah, I hope to really, you know, these next few years to stay heavily involved as much as I can to do whatever, do whatever I'm able to, because, you know, this is something this is, I think, the biggest issue in our culture by far. Yeah. And it's crazy how many, it's very divided as well. You know, I think so many people feel so strongly for it and so many people feel so strongly against it. But, you know, our generation is called the pro-life generation, which is really amazing. And so I am really excited to be a part of that, you know, and be involved. And if we can, if this next generation is the one to abolish abortion, it would be incredible to be a part, to be a part of that piece of history. Amen. So have you, have you always been this passionately pro-life or is this something that's kind of developed because, because the world is, and our culture has been, you know, this culture of death that it's kind of inspired more of of that in you or tell me how that kind of, you know, has come out. Yeah. So we've all, or my entire family, we're very pro-life. It's something we discuss a lot at home. And so growing up, you know, it's been something we discuss, something I've always been passionate about. I think the older that I get, the more I kind of understand what's happening. And then I think our culture is getting worse and worse in the way that they're discussing it and the way that they push it. Because what it started to become is part of the feminist movement. It started to become, you know, if you're truly a woman, you have more rights than the child in your in your body. And so then therefore, you know, it's kind of become a, an empowerment almost to take the life of a child because it's what you want. And so just watching that change, I think especially the past few years, I've become more aware of what's happening. And so especially, you know, now that, because before this, I didn't really think I had a voice at all in pretty much, you know, anything to do with this. But, you know, this has just kind of shown, this whole experience has shown that, you know, all it takes is people who are willing to speak up and talk passionately about something that they really believe in. And so I think... Yeah, the past couple of years, I've become more passionate about it, but it's always something that I felt really strongly about. Did you ever think this would, I mean, did you ever think anything like this would ever happen to your life? No. <laughs> well, for example, so three years ago, so I am very involved in a speech and debate league. And so that's really what's given me these opportunities. You know, when we joined the NCFCA, which is the speech and debate league that we're in, it essentially handed me tools to be able to to discuss and talk passionately about things that I believe in. And so I think three years ago, I wouldn't have been able to do this without, you know, those skills that I've acquired with competing for the past three years. And so, yeah, that's also, I think, is a huge contributor to, you know, how well this video did. And then also the doors that it opened for my futures is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. Have your dreams or goals in life changed from, let's say, six months ago to today? I would say yes. I think it's kind of made me realize that, you know, I've always wanted to do something with communications, but I think now it's kind of changed as I want to be a spokeswoman for life and I want to 
you know, use this as a stepping stone, continue to do things like this and hopefully continue to work for Students for Life, you know, as a long-term thing. Because if I, if my job could be something that I feel this passionately about, that would be incredible, you know, to have a job mm-hmm. that you care so much about, but then also it's just, it's just what you do. And so, yeah, I had a couple ideas of what I wanted to do for an occupation, but yeah, I think especially even just the last couple months, it's changed to, I want to be as involved in the pro-life movement as I can be. That's awesome. So you're in high school now. You're 16. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's so great. You're 16. <laughs> I mean, were you ever scared making this video that like, oh my gosh, I'm only 16? Or did that, did your, maybe did your age empower you? Or did you have like any doubts or fear when you were kind of putting all this together? I think one of the reasons that I wasn't overly nervous making the videos because I didn't know that it was going to get millions of views. <laughs> you know, it was just kind of, I did it. And then I just, at that point, it was too late. I was just like, okay, I'm in this, you know, I'm doing this, like, this is happening. <laughs> and so then just watching it. But a couple of the comments that I did read were just either, I can't believe she's 16. This is so amazing. Or she has no credibility because she's 16. <laughs> and so people use that because I don't think anyone, well, I mean, there are people, but for the most part, even pro-choice people were sharing the video because I think we can all agree that abortion shouldn't be discussed in the way that it was discussed. But so a lot of people, what their angle was, was, well, she's so young and she doesn't know what she's talking about. and She's brainwashed and I'm sure they fed her to say all this. But yeah, it was, it's been, been crazy these last few months and just seeing how much has changed. Right. Um, yeah. Well, and it's also pretty great that you know, as you've been telling the story, just to find out that you actually wrote that script that wasn't written for <laughs> you and then you said it, yeah. but that came from you. You you wrote that entire thing. Yeah. So we decided to do the video. So that night I sat on the couch and I just started typing and then my mom was on the other side of the couch and I'd bounce ideas off of her and, <laughs> you know, is this what I should say? And so it was kind of that kind of thing. So it was just my mom and I in my living room typing it up. Moms are good for that. And then... Yeah, they're good editors. <laughs> and then the next morning, we just filmed it. Luckily, we had a teleprompter, so I didn't have to memorize it all. But yeah, the script was my words. And then, yeah. So, we're, no, I mean, this is just more of a te- technical thing I'm just interested in. Were you able to do it in one fell swoop, or did you have to do a couple, t- a couple takes? What we ended up doing is a couple sections. Sure. You know, because we would get halfway through and then I would misspeak once and then we're like, okay, well, let's just go back to the beginning of that paragraph and then just splice it together. Right, so, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Just, but just... with, yeah, the NCFCA, I have lots of 10 minute speeches that I do have memorized, but this one I didn't have time to. So, <laughs> well, it was, you know, a nine minute speech too. I mean, like that's, it yeah, was it was either detailed. Yeah. It was either wait a couple, ta- a couple days, get it memorized, record it, or just get it out as fast as we could. So that's and it's decided. also incredibly emotional. I mean, when you're, and it's, I mean, obviously it's a response to something of Teen Vogue's just trivializing this, trivializing abortion. And then yeah. the idea that you're going to have like some gift guide and they even give you products to buy and things to do for your girlfriend who's just had an abortion, mm-hmm. as you had mentioned in your video, as if it's like she's getting her wisdom teeth pulled, where like mm-hmm. everybody's going to do it. And th- they also normalize it, trying to almost make every girl think this will happen to you. You will mm-hmm. choose this at some point. So you yeah. should just get used to what you should do yeah. and respond to the consequence of it. 
Yeah, one of one of the main reasons I decided to record it is I think social media has an incredible power over young people. You know, what they scroll through their phones, if this is what they're seeing and this is what they're reading, this is what they're believing and this is what they're being influenced by. And so the indoctrination of how they're able to discuss about abortion, it's becoming so normal to girls that if that happens to them, they just think back of, oh, this is completely fine. This is normal. I'm just going to get an abortion because that's what you do when you don't want to have a baby. And so I just wanted to be a voice to say, this isn't the only option. This isn't something that should be, you know, plan B essentially. And so it was just scary how they're able to influence young girls. And especially because I don't think most parents would expect this to be in Teen Vogue. Teen Vogue is a fashion magazine. Supposed Um, to be, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, something I didn't discuss in the video is the fact that, so the author of the article, one of the reasons I didn't is I just didn't want to give her any more publicity than, you know, she already had. But a lot of the gift ideas, if you follow up on it, it's a link to her page because she's selling them. (sighs) So it's a conflict of interest, the fact that she is the one who's promoting these because she's the one that's selling them. And you know, I clicked around on her page and it's it's disgusting. You know, the things that she posts and the fact that young girls can find her and follow her on Instagram was just, yeah, it was a huge conflict of interest yeah. in the way. But yeah, I'm just, but then again, Teen Vogue had the right to veto that entire article and they didn't because they wanted to promote it. So still, you know, their fault, which is why I addressed them specifically. Absolutely. And rightfully so. I mean, so, I mean, when, when you were talking just a few seconds ago about teens and their use of social media, I mean, you are a teen, you're mm-hmm. 16. I mean, yeah. how do you temper or use social media to help you instead of harm you in terms of like getting all of these messages of the culture death into your brain to where it would normalize it to think like it's no big deal? I mean, how do you handle that as a 16 year old? Yeah, I think a couple reasons. First, just, you know, the way that I've grown up and, you know, sitting under the teaching of my pastor, you know, I've been taught to, you know, know what I believe, but then also debate. It has trained me to listen to what people are saying and then analyze it and decide, well, that's not even true. That doesn't make sense when you really think about it. And it's something also just, I'm just living with my family. So I see things, I'll discuss them with my parents. And so abortion is a big issue that we've talked a lot about and just kind of, you know, seen what is the world preaching and what does the Bible say and what is, you know, truth behind this and, mm-hmm. you know, how is this influencing people? And so I think it's one of the biggest ways that I'm able to kind of keep track of, you know, nope, this is wrong. This is false. It's just, you know, discussing things with my, things with my parents and just seeing what that. And yeah, and it sounds like you've had to. the blessing of an education mm-hmm. that's been based in, based in, in religion and in scripture and also also an education clearly that's you've had some courses it sounds like at least in some logic and rhetoric i mean yes. <laughs> so like yes <laughs> you know how to in a sense think like you know mm-hmm. how to um, kind of follow a strain of thought to find out if there's truth in it or if it ends up veering off and doesn't literally make sense anymore and i mean mm-hmm. wouldn't you say that that's probably lacking in a lot of maybe educational programs today? Yes, absolutely. Um, Especially just with our public school system, you know, they're just kind of taught a few things in a textbook. They memorize that stuff, take a test, and it's not. So my school is called Classical Conversations. 
and it's a parent partnership. So I go once a week and then the rest of the time I'm homeschooled. And yeah, the whole point is just to be able to learn material and discuss them with people and have, you know, conversations about truth. And then, yeah, we study logic extensively and rhetoric. And so it, what it's essentially doing is training me to think and training me to, to be able to pick up a subject and learn from it, which yes. I think has helped me. The lost art of thinking, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it can be challenging. Right now we're reading Plato, which is interesting, <laughs> but then also confusing at times. But <laughs> yeah, Plato can be. Good. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> this is just so great. I have never had a conversation with this 16-year-old who's like, I'm currently <laughs> reading Plato. So, but I'm also talking yeah. to Autumn, who is, you know, your video from Team Vogue has gone viral and has been seen by millions of people. So I'm not shocked at all. And I love the fact that God <laughs> is using you and your talents and your gifts. I mean, First Timothy chapter four, it says, do not neglect the gift that you have given by God. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then right before that, one of my favorite quotes is, let no one despise your youth, you know, yep. and set the believers and give them an example in your speech and in your conduct and, and love, faith and purity. And clearly that's something you're doing. I mean, when I was watching your video, I was talking to my husband. And I was like, oh my gosh, Ricky. I was like, listen to her. I'm inspired by her. I am so thankful that there's another woman who is brave and bold and will speak truth and do it, you know, with such just your form and how you portrayed yourself was just beautiful. And, you know, that's what I, mm-hmm. that's what I love. That's why I obviously wanted to talk to you here today and, and, and bring out the good works that you're doing because it's really doing something beautiful in the world. You're yeah. able to take part in that and to inspire others by, by being fully who you are and not shying away from those gifts that God has given you to do it. I mean, what can you say? Like, what advice can you give? Like you had mentioned a few minutes ago that you weren't even sure that, that being 16 or even a few years before this, that, that you could even do anything that would really matter or impact the mm-hmm. world. And I think that that is extremely common. I think most people yeah. feel that, especially in those, in that age of, you know, 13 through maybe even 18 of like, can I really do anything that would really impact or change my world? Clearly, you've shown that that's not the case and you can. But what can you tell people? Like, what can you tell your peers, youth today, like to be able to join in something that they care care about? Like, what advice would you give them? Yeah. So for pro-life movement specifically, I think Students for Life is one of the most amazing ways as a young person to get involved. It essentially gives you the opportunity to be a part of something that you're passionate about. And so, you know, look for a local group or even, you know, find a way to start a group. You know, that's what we did. We didn't have one near us. So, you know, a couple of people that I'm actually in speech and debate with, we decided to start a group. But I think what it takes is to first be passionate about something. You know, I don't think this video would have worked if I I didn't care and somebody just said, oh, we just need you to talk about something really quick and record a video. You know, I think it's clear that this is something that I really care about and something that I'm willing to put my time and effort into right now and just just that ability to speak about something, you know, and I think one of the most important things is to be able to speak up, you know, whether that's discussing with people at school or doing little videos or just anything, anything you can do to get involved is amazing because everything helps every, you know, we have people who will go to Planned Parenthood rallies and, you know, we don't stand there yell at people. We just go and we discuss things and we ask them questions and just draw out conversations. And I think that can be really effective too. But I think the first thing is to find something that you really care about and something that you're willing to put your time and effort into fighting for. 
brave as you were brave and you <laughs> and definitely don't wait, you know, don't wait to yeah. be asked, but to get out there and do it yourself. <laughs> Yeah, I absolutely. think that's what's so inspiring about you is that you were passionate. You chose to act and, you know, you didn't wait for students for life to contact you saying, Hey, Autumn, mm-hmm. you know, would you do a video? You're like, no, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to respond. <laughs> I'm going to respond because I know it to be true. And I know that it's a calling mm-hmm. on my heart. And so you just, you cooperated with that grace. And I think that's what's one of the things that's so inspiring about you. That beautiful thing that you're doing is cooperating with that. I mean, so, okay. And, and, I know you probably have to get back and finish up math homework right before we got on this podcast. You said you just got out of math class. So I'm assuming assuming you got stuff to do, but I won't keep you too much longer. But like, tell us, I mean, who do you right now, who do you look up to or admire? Who are your role models today? In my life, people that, you know, I spend time with, I look up to my parents definitely quite a bit. My mom and I are very close. And so you know, just I learn a lot from her and we discuss things a lot. We we have a really great relationship. And so definitely, you know, they're my top role models in my life. And then also, I would say the things that I've learned from just sitting in church and listening to my pastor, the way that he discusses truth and the way that he even just like the way that he speaks is inspiring. And so I'm so thankful to be involved with, you know, my church family and just being under his teaching has been really amazing. And then, yeah, I think all of my siblings too have a big influence on me, you know, very encouraging. We're all very close. And so, yeah, it's, I'm very family oriented. And so they're a big part of my life and I look up to all of them quite a bit. So we wouldn't expect anything less from a pro-life defender to be close to their family at all. (laughs) That seems like that seems to be quite an authentic piece about you. And I think that's kind of what at least I've picked up on within you mm-hmm. is that great element of just being authentic. And that authenticity is that, you know, your pro-life passion is definitely not just for one aspect, but you appreciate mm-hmm. the unity of all life and that, yeah. that beautiful expression of that in your life and your personal life and your private life. And then now, mm-hmm. as God has deemed it, your very public life at this point. Okay. So, <clears throat> yeah. so what can we expect from you in the future, Autumn? I, this year, this upcoming year, this summer, I'll be working with Students for Life, going to, you know, some local conferences as well as some music festivals around. And then also, I'm just hoping to stay really involved in my pro-life, our Students for Life group. And what's crazy is so my friends, especially the ones who are involved in the NCFC as well, are incredibly well-spoken. They're all brilliant. And so hopefully to collaborate with them and just do quick responses to videos or issues that come up to just kind of stay on top of that, you know, such as the Teen Vogue article or the Tommy Lahren statement. And so just things like that, bringing in my friends and just saying, we are the pro-life generation and this is what we have to say about this issue. So I'm really actually excited about getting involved and getting my friends involved because people were so, so amazed at how well I can speak, but there are hundreds of kids that I know that can speak as well, if not better. And so just kind of continue to get involved and continue to create little videos. And yeah, so that's kind of what my plan is for right now. And just, yeah, I'm excited about it. Excited for what this past video has opened the doors for and the way that God is using not only me, but pro-life generation and just the steps that hopefully we'll take in the next, next year. Amen. Amen. Well, we are very excited to find out and to see more of everything that you have to offer in your gifts and your talents for this amazing and much needed cause. 
Autumn, who has been labeled Planned Parenthood's worst nightmare, is a beautiful saving grace here to the pro-life community, especially here in the United States. And so, Autumn, thank you so much for speaking up for life. Thank you for using all of your gifts and talents and using your youth and your age to breathe life (laughs) into this culture of death to show us that we're not just going to sit back and take these messages that are ridiculous trying to normalize abortion and the destruction that it brings. So thank you for bringing that to the world and letting us know that, hey, listen, people are still out there who care and who will speak up. And I said it before, and I'll just say it again here, but you really are doing something beautiful, something really, really beautiful, beautiful for God, beautiful for all of us here in the world. So thank you so much, Autumn, for for taking the time to talk to us here. And, And we're praying for you. Keep up the Thank amazing you. work. And I, I can't, I, I hope that you can come back and share with us maybe in a year or so, just more stuff that you're doing. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Love that. Awesome. All right. Well, you have been listening to the Do Something Beautiful podcast. We love you. God bless. We're praying for you. And we will talk to you soon. <laughs>